0: Hello and welcome to Stasis Pod, a Transformers animated podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex.
1: I'm Leet.
2: I'm David. <laughs> leet hacksaw.
1: Yes, it's time for some leet hacksawing.
2: Oh God, uh,
0: dated dialogue. But it's 50 years in the future, so that's now like come back in style.
2: I thought it worked I- on. Thirty year cycles, not fifty years. Well cycles. actually
0: this is uh, this is what, twenty fifty and it's now twenty seventeen, so we're only like thirty three years off now. So it's not far.
2: Yeah, but it was a thousands thing in 2000. 2060 it might come back.
0: Anyway, this is the eighteenth episode of Transformers Animated, second episode of the uh second season. Uh first aired april nineteenth, two thousand eight, and was written by Michael Ryan also wrote the previous episode with the Headmaster. Huh.
1: Huh. Because, yeah, spoilers,
0: the Headmaster does return in this episode, The Return of the Headmaster.
1: <laughs> damn it. These episode titles have some ambition. <laughs> it's almost Written like into that.
2: episode titling.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: like, translation, it, it like it's lost something in the translation, but it wasn't translated.
1: It it needs some more exclamation points to be an anime title.
0: Also needs to give away the ending of the episode.
1: Yes. Will Optimus Prime return? Find out next week on The Return of Optimus Prime. <laughs> well, will Scorponok return? Of course he will.
2: <laughs> uh, I want to say that's not that prevalent of a thing in anime, but... It is rare enough to find out what the title it is, and yeah, oftentimes it does kind
1: of I, my, I
2: spoil too much.
1: One of my favorite things was uh, an, an early one of the uh, early in the the first season of the original Mobile Suit Gundam, because they always had their little tagline at the end of the next episode thing called "Who Will Survive." Oh, yeah. And there's there's an episode right before. At the end of an episode right before, an episode called Garma's Fate. It's it's clearly implied that Garma is not going to survive the episode. (laughs) Who will survive? It's like, well, not Garma. So (laughs) I'm sure that's very amusing to Mobile Suit Gundam (laughs) fans. Anyway, but yes. The point is the Japanese clearly have a different concept of spoilers than than <laughs> Americans do. Red-
0: In Sumdac Tower, where Sari is packing up her stuff because she is not only getting kicked out of the out of uh, her job as CEO, she's also getting kicked out of her house.
2: Poor kid. Happy eviction day. Yep. Bunch of jerks. They're yeah. jerks.
0: And indeed, Porter, pa- Porter C. Powell just strolls right in and uh, tells her that you know we need this bedroom for uh, research and development. <laughs> Which, okay. Ha and specifically research and development for their newest hire, Henry Masterson, alias The Headmaster.
1: So, I guess I shouldn't be, I mean, this, so much about this storyline just brings out all my, like, cynical anti-capitalist stuff about how the reason that we will never get the three laws of robotics is because that would require people making robots to actually want them to not kill people and have any kind of moral compass whatsoever. And so it's not really a surprise that the moment the, the one person obviously holding the moral compass of this company together is out of the picture, they immediately start wanting to make things to kill people, because that's the most profitable thing. Sure.
0: Yeah. And somehow, yes, Porter C. Powell notes that he was able to get Masterson out of the legal trouble he was in at the end of the last episode, when he was a fugitive from the police, having nearly destroyed the entire state of Michigan.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. I mean, I guess I was saying at the time, like, his whole thing was that he was basically trying to get, like, venture capital seed money. Uh and, and who is going to hire your company after you got your money doing that? But I guess now we have the answer.
0: Yes. And he's just trying to disrupt the industry of heads that take the heads off other robots yes. and supplant those heads.
1: Yes. Uh, it's been a
0: while since this show was made, but I, I feel like this is just Martin Shkreli.
1: Yeah, they kind of got much. the same
0: haircut, even.
1: Yeah. Uh, and
0: indeed, the headmaster is very excited about inheriting this little girl's bedroom. <laughs> this
1: very pink little girl's bedroom. It's got,
0: it's got the four poster bed, and it does I have mean, a pretty good view.
1: I'm- more power to him for having... I mean, his costume is already magenta, so what's he going to say? Yeah. More power to him for not having a problem with the color, you know, going on about yeah. how he's immediately going to repaint it.
2: Well, he has a problem later in the episode, but... Well,
1: that's slight. I mean, misgendering is a different thing entirely. Yeah.
2: He's very excited
0: about this major cribbage, which uh, I guess means <laughs> uh, he enjoys playing uh, card games with old people.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is pretty fun that he considers a small child's bedroom to be major cribbage.
0: And to add insult injury, uh, Sari not only gets kicked out, but also, uh, Powell is going to keep her robot dog Sparkplug and tutor bot.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty cold, man. Can't just oh, do yeah. that.
0: Meanwhile, at City so Hall. many resources. They have asset tags. Yes. Yeah. Well, we are going to find out later what uh, exactly they are being used for.
1: Research and development.
0: Indeed. So, meanwhile, at City Hall, uh, the Detroit public is getting to meet both the old Prime and the new Prime. And they're
2: getting to do it horribly out of scale.
0: Yeah, yeah just well, It happens. Try not to notice. <laughs> I, I mean. I'm okay with it for the sight gag of Sentinel holding up an entire podium as a microphone.
2: Yes. Yeah, that, that works, but like, it it could have been like twice the size and still worked. It's just like like everybody standing next to him and like the distance shot is like barely bigger than their feet. It's just too much of a scale difference, which is a shame because there is, there's a lot of good animation in this episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. And as can be expected, Sentinel Prime is being a total dick.
1: Yes, because that's what he does. That's his, and it's sh- his natural
0: state. He's talking yes. about how much uh, Earth sucks. keeps talking about uh, how much Optimus Prime sucks. Uh, there's a bit with the uh, news bot who has a pretty amusing bit about uh, how uh, Earth is only a staging ground for the endless robot, for the never-ending robot wars. <laughs>
1: And he does, I do appreciate that he specifically, you know, he's like Prime, and they both go yes, and he's like Optimus Prime.
0: <laughs> it's because even this uh, mechanoid knows that there's only one of these guys worth talking to. Yes. <laughs> yep. Very much. I also, I also feel like the staging ground for a never-ending robot war joke has only gotten funnier with time. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah.
0: Or I mean, you might even say that for, for them personally, it never ends <laughs>
2: yes I, I kind of wish somebody else had been doing the voice of the news about this time than Townsend Coleman because uh he just kind of sounds like Sentinel Prime with an effect on his voice
0: yeah he's kinda kinda he's kind of trying for like an old timey news guy voice
2: that doesn't work, but
0: his voice is very distinct, yeah, and indeed, prime does manage to compel Sentinel to uh shake the mayor's hand or rather have the mayor shake his finger. Uh, But not without immediately using a gigantic can of disinfectant.
1: (laughs) Such a jerk.
0: (laughs) So, uh, this is being broadcast on TV, and indeed, Porters Powell and the headmaster are watching it. And the headmaster decides that, you know, he's gonna, you know, he needs a new body for his headmaster unit. And he wants one of those new cool robots.
1: Yeah, one of the big alien ones.
0: Yes. They... And unfortunately he does not choose Ultra Magnus, who his toy is compatible with, but instead Sentinel Prime, who you just kinda have to wedge the head on there.
1: Oh, well, when when he takes him over, his head is like way too big for Seth's body. Yes. It's pretty great.
0: So to this aim, um Henry Masterson calls up uh, Fanzone on his giant Rotary cell phone. <laughs>
1: <coughs> that's, that's like gag.
0: With a false Decepticon sighting in Old Detroit.
1: <gasps> dun dun.
0: And uh, Fanzone, after misgendering the headmaster. Microaggressions. Called him ma'am. Yes. So, Fanzone gives this uh, information to uh, to the primes, and they roll out. And Sentinel is still <laughs> A hilariously bad driver.
1: Yes, when he gets there, he's got a little stop sign.
0: See, he wishes Hang they would put, uh, keep putting those on every corner. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and it turns out that Fanzone hates Sentinel Prime even more than most uh, hey. robots.
2: We get F- Fanzone hates machines number, I think, eight? Yes. If my count is correct.
1: Yeah,
0: we didn't get one in the last episode, but we did get a robots. Why did it have to be robots?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and there was also a joke about Sentinel didn't just arrive on this planet yet; he did yesterday.
0: Yes, and also he <laughs> mistakes a uh a, po- a police ro- mistakes a trash bot for a member of the police force. <laughs> and it's one of those hilarious trash bots that just look like a giant Oscar the Goo. Oscar the Grudge garbage can on wheels.
1: <laughs> yes, with a little face. It's great.
0: So Sentinel does get there, um, or sorry, rather both the primes get there, but Sentinel insists on doing it by himself, complete with his cool, uh, face mask. And after being startled by a, uh, by a horror movie cat, he is ambushed and decapitated.
2: N- not just any cat. It's the same cat. We've it's got. the same Let's cat
0: from Home Is Where the Spark Is, which was uh, based oh. on a cat belonging to character designer Brianne Duhart. I yeah. Uh, what? Oh.
2: Skippy. 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 Oh. You're getting a call. Someone's yes, coming. I know.
1: Hey, hey, says so the phone.
2: Hey. My God, is that a landline? Yes. <laughs> or you it a fan zone? I, c- my cell phone doesn't work here. I don't get a signal at home, so I still have a landline. No, this is why
0: you hate machines.
1: I'm, like, yeah. jumping through hoops to make sure that that does not happen to me where I'm going.
2: Hmm. Okay, good luck.
0: Sorry. So, while well, all this is going on, uh sorry, uh, now Homeless is trying to move into the Autobots' factory base. And while and Bumblebee are trying to make things as comfortable for her as possible, and it's not going well.
1: They are not good with feelings. They do not know how to feelings.
0: They're also not good with feedings, because they try and get her something to eat, and they come up with a fish skeleton, acorns, and a live rabbit.
1: (laughs) And some oil.
2: Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad that was a live rabbit. When I first saw the shot, and you see it from the back, it was like, oh, there's a rabbit there, oh, I hope it's alive.
1: I thought maybe it was gonna be like Roadkill.
0: <laughs> oh man, or yeah. Bulkhead just petted it too hard, like in you know, of mice and men.
2: Oh well, my god. Its oh. face did look really scruffy, so... But oh, geez,
0: tell me about the rabbit's bumblebee.
2: <laughs> How has Roadkill not been used as a Transformer name yet? Well, that uh, is shocking. Hello. Yeah. I guess it's a little too gruesome, but that is a perfect movie name for a Decepticon.
0: I mean, there's a guy called Bone Crusher.
2: He's crushing yeah. your bones. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> or cool. Cruncher.
2: And we've had Skull Crusher, Gut Cruncher.
0: Well, I mean, Gut Cruncher is weird because clearly he's not crunching human guts because human guts do not crunch. No, they're yeah. squishy. That's like robot guts. Yeah. And then they they try and... Uh, They try and cheer her up. They they get her a gigantic loud TV, which has some kind of weird screaming metal music on it.
1: Yes, they... they, Yeah,
2: metal music with...
1: It's like a
0: reenactment
2: of... A visualizer that's a rainbow.
1: They ask themselves what they do to feel more at home, and so they do that. And apparently what they do to feel more at home is watch strange, like, psychedelic metal videos.
0: They reenact that classic Maxwell commercial.
2: <laughs> yeah. By giving her the world's largest beanbag chair. Yes. Poor kid. And also, such a big chair. I do I
1: feel see- so sorry for her in all this. They do, oh, yeah. they do a very good job with the poor girl being I would, sad.
0: Oh, she's legitimately miserable. I mean, her father is gone. She may not exist.
1: Yeah. She's
0: living with a bunch of alien robots
1: are trying their best, but not understanding how people work.
0: And then they try to tutor her, uh, since TutorBot is gone, uh, with the aid of a little uh, little graduate cap on Bumblebee, and Bulkhead wearing a tiny pair of glasses. Yes!
1: It's so good! <laughs> it's pretty great.
0: But unfortunately, this tutoring session degenerates to Bulkhead and Bumblebee trying to figure out where Sari came from.
1: Yeah... She would also like to know where she came from.
0: Yes, maybe she's really a robot.
2: <gasps> or with storks. <laughs> oh, foreshadowing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just love the sight gag of Bulkhead with those tiny, tiny glasses.
2: <laughs> it's pretty yeah. great. Yeah, again, there, there's quite a few cute shots. There, there's that, there's, well, uh, when Optimus Prime, Prime laughs. Yeah,
0: because the so-
2: expression on his face is great.
0: So, we get to that, uh, finally Sentinel calls in, you know, he's, he calls in Prime for help. He insists that he comes alone and that he not laugh. And, but unfortunately, <laughs> Prime does not keep his promise because he finds, uh, Sentinel's severed head very indignantly lying there.
1: He <laughs>, laughs and laughs and laughs. It's a
0: great David K. laugh. Yes.
2: It's a great laugh, it's a great expression on his face. It's- <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of love Sentinel's head's neck holes. Yes. Yeah, because it's just, it's not a flat stump. Like, I think when we saw Bulkhead, it was just a flat, solid color. Yes. His has got, like, little notches, like it might be useful for locking into something. Right, like,
0: this is how you took his toy's head off. It might have those so you can put it back on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to unscrew his chin, and then it just pops right off. And so Sentinel is very insistent that... P and Prime solve this
0: on their own because he doesn't want anybody else to see him in this humiliating <laughs> position.
1: Good job, good job, Sentinel.
2: So, thus becomes uh, starts a uh, cop and a half detective work. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Next time on Prime and the Head. So yeah, they uh, so somewhat. uh Somewhat belatedly, Prime finds out that, oh, uh, the headmaster's on the loose, and he's, uh, somewhat not surprised by this. He <laughs> drops into some DAC tower, uh, hilariously hiding, uh, Sentinel's head in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, he takes off because Powell doesn't want a bunch of giant robots in his building anymore, which is actually kind of reasonable.
1: Yeah, I guess. Still a jerk. Yeah.
0: And so he has to. Uh, so he he phones he- headmaster to give him the he- the heads
2: up Wah-wah. that uh, uh, the
0: Autobots are onto him, and so he better uh, head out of
2: there. Oh, <laughs> uh, the puns in this episode.
0: Uh, but thankfully, um, Prime had the foresight to track his uh, his phone call, and so he uh, they're heading to the
1: docks. Yes, they have a, a cute <laughs> little thing of him just like listening in. The little receiver
0: that's funny usually uh, usually people are uh, usually people go to the docks to, uh, to to find some head not to find some body <laughs> I'm knocking gonna... up with the headphones <laughs> uh.
1: how many of them are actually going to be about just euphemisms for oral sex though
0: just the one
1: okay that's oh, I mean oh. far be it from me to be the one enforcing any sort of any decorum. of that decorum.
0: <laughs> so they get to the docks, and then a suspicious crate busts open, and it's evil spark plug and evil tutor bot, who now have like headmaster heads on.
1: Yes, I, I like their, and yes they have been weaponized. I like their hats. Their hats are good. Yes.
2: Is it like, well I guess, well headmaster does mention later that he likes to upgrade things. So they probably didn't already have lasers in their mouths and faces Ew. when Sari had them. Probably. No, I, I'm gonna disagree with you
0: on that. I think they were supposed to be like, uh-huh. like in case Sari ever got into trouble, they were gonna be like bodyguard units. Yeah.
2: And yet they never did that before when the Decepticons were about.
0: I mean, they weren't very good at it.
2: Well, no. You
1: no, know,
0: uh, Somdak's heart just wasn't into making, uh, destructive robots.
1: Awwww. Although we made all those
0: Ed-209s.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, well, uh, do we ever see them?
2: Oh, yeah, I guess we do see them shooting. Maybe Usually actually if shooting
1: we s- see them shooting, it's because they're malfunctioning.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess really? not always.
2: They're
0: not supposed to have deadly weapons. They just have some that become deadly when broken. Mm. Sure, why
2: not? Maybe sure. they load their beanbag gun with lasers? <laughs> Who knows?
1: <laughs> it's just optional. It's optional equipment.
0: So sentinels has you kind of bouncing around the boat that Masterson is on takes off, and which makes me wonder where is that boat going? Is it going to
2: Canada? maybe, considering later in the episode, yes, yes, it is going to Canada. There are some important
0: canada related questions i 'm going to bring up later on <laughs> oh
2: yeah, yeah I got questions
0: yeah, yeah he, uh, he so he he defeats them I prime yeah he prime defeats them, then drives uh sort of drives off the dock, then transforms in midair, and uses his rocket axe to get him the extra burst to get onto the ship, and it's super cool. It is pretty cool. I like it. And indeed, it is Optimus Prime versus Sentinel Prime with the gigantic Headmaster head on it. And he has even upgraded Sentinel's equipment, so he's he's got uh, a spikier shield. And a lance. That Did we see him using a lance before? I don't think we did see him use the lance, but his toy has it. Yeah. He's a very medieval knight, slash sort of Captain America-y. Yeah. So, yeah, he loses his axe, and then so Prime retaliates by tearing off Sentinel's arm, which Sentinel is not pleased by. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm sure it made Optimus feel great.
2: Yeah, Optimus is clearly kind of enjoying beating the crap
1: out of Sentinel's body. Oh, sure. Yes. Who Sentinel's wouldn't? very indignant about it.
0: Yeah. And so then, much as Lugnut did in the last episode, he used the severed arm as a weapon and knocks the headmaster off. <laughs> headmaster starts to flee by transforming the head into robot mode, and then Prime clocks him with the, uh, with Sentinel's head.
2: Oh, but w- when Headmaster, st- again, when Headmaster starts to run away, his little scampering feet are so adorable. It yes. should
0: have like a Scooby-Doo running away sound effect. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: yes.
0: And then I love that he gets mobilized like a turtle. (laughs) (laughs) So they're, so they're, they're back on land, fan zones about to arrest, uh, the headmaster. But then Pal shows up. He says, hey, that ship was Sumdax Systems property and you can't, you can't commit a crime against a robot because they're not a person. And the crime was committed in international waters.
2: What? 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 Uh, what?
0: Apparently, the trees have changed in the preceding thirty years. Yet yeah, there is, there are no international waters between U.S. and Canada. There is U.S. water and there is Canada water.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> because even like you're going by the standard definition of international waters is what five or ten miles off the coast.
0: Yeah.
1: I. How wide are those
2: lakes?
0: I mean, they are great lakes.
1: They're they're pretty wide. I mean.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes, it, it just, it seems like, no, international waters do not exist in lakes anywhere in the world, I would think. So we'll just say
0: that he misspoke and that he would have to, actually, they were in Canadian waters and they would have to speak to the Mounties.
2: There is there mention of Mounties. Yes.
0: And all that kind of stuff. Which, I mean, I'm not sure if the Mounties would be, I would think that would fall under maybe uh the Windsor police. Or possibly the Ontario Provincial Police, the OPP.
2: Uh, apparently International Waters is like 12 nautical miles, or maybe it's like 24 miles, I but... Mean, the point is, there aren't International Waters in lakes.
1: No. <laughs> Not even great
0: ones. No. The Canadian side, and, there's, and why was he... And even if he did have to take off the Mounties, I'm pretty sure that he is also considered a criminal in Canada. Because it's not like blowing up Michigan would somehow stop at the border. <laughs> <laughs> like there would be chunks of stuff all over down Windsor.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, You'd kind of probably end up taking out a big chunk of Windsor with that. Because it's right there.
0: Oh, sure. geez, It would probably go up to, you know, midway through yeah. southwestern Ontario. We'd be uh, looking at problems in uh, London, Guelph, maybe Hamilton.
2: Yeah, and even if you're not going to consider alien robots as, like, people, like, damaging them should count as property, someone else's property at least. Well, th- uh, th- does anybody own them, though? They own themselves. They can own each other. There should be, like, it would start a legal precedent, but it should be something.
0: I mean, this yeah. is going to go to the Supreme Court. Maybe yeah. the Omega Supreme Court.
2: At least the state <laughs> Supreme yeah. Court. Oh, oh! I just got that. That's horrible. Anyway. uh, We
0: need need a legal thriller episode of uh, Transformers Animated.
2: Oh, yeah. Are there Transformers who are lawyers? Uh Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure... Well, wasn't Flame on trial in the comics? Yes. UK comics. You definitely see, like, guys on
0: trial, but that's usually, like, military tribunals.
1: Yeah, there there have definitely been military tribunals. I mean, that's what the whole... Equitas thing tied yes. into.
2: I mean, there have been prosecutors at least. I don't know about any
0: specific. I mean, I guess most of the legal system we see in Transformers is the quintessence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you really want to count, that. that's fifty percent of it. Yeah.
0: Yes, I'm sorry. The Supreme Court has decided by five to four margin to feed him to the Shark Cons. <laughs> but wait, was he guilty or innocent? Yeah, we we didn't really check.
1: Eh. Yeah, listen,
0: the vote was five to four. <laughs> <laughs> the other four voted for feeding him to those weird crocodile robots from Transformers the movie. Yes. Which are
2: also maybe Sharktacons? I don't know if they I mean... think they're Alicons or something. Oh, alicons, right.
1: Aww. It doesn't sound as
2: cool as Sharktacons. No.
1: I was going to say at some point there's a reference to alligator cons, but that's actually just the thing that they turned Prime into in City of Steel.
0: Uh, this I was thing gonna is say... big and heavy. <laughs> the looks looks like an I think it's an think
2: a Pegasus, that's also a unicorn uh, that's an alicorn? It's very close. I thought it was a pegacorn. Oh, now I want to see an alligator with a unicorn horn.
0: <laughs> a unigator.
2: Yeah. Oh. And, and like a big flowing mane. That's Ooh. got to be a Dungeons and Dragons monster. It, it really should be. <laughs> Any, anyway, back to the episode. Fanzone is uh, unpleased with this, but unhandcuffs Masterson and mutters, eh, Mounties, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I bet that he's had like dealings with naughties before and they're just super polite, just can't deal with it. <laughs> yes. It's like when like a regular cop is on like an episode of Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez, you know, we don't see much of these uh, these robots up here. <laughs> I mean, this is not how people from southwestern Ontario talk, but... <laughs> now you're saying the uh, the uh, the snowplow, we had dealer plates. <laughs> Hey, Transformers Fargo Connection, uh, both Peter Stormare and um, Francis McDormand have been in Transformers, things.
1: Yay, Peter Stormare. Oh, I mean, also, yay, Francis McDormand, but yay, Peter Stormare. I mean,
0: she was in Dark of the Moon.
1: Yeah. But
0: kind of yeah, we'll forgive for her. <laughs> Anyway, back at the back at base, uh Prowl finally tells Bumblebee and Bulkhead that maybe stop trying so hard. This is terrible, and you're traumatizing this small child.
1: Because Prowl is much better at feelings than Bulkhead and Bumblebee.
0: Which is weird. It's weird that this continuity's Prowl is the least dickish. It's true, <laughs> and he's still kind of a dick.
1: Yeah, he's just not as much because man.
0: And he's generally only a dick to people who can take it. Yeah. But traumatized small girl, not so much. No. He's, so, yeah, he's she's gonna
1: just, draw his line there.
0: So she just opens up about, you know, how everything in her life's turned to crap, and also she's kind of an unperson, so she just has a little cry. Aww. So the her line,
1: eyes are leaking.
0: Yeah, they don't really know what to do, but they're gonna be there for, her, no matter what, which yes. is nice.
1: They will stop harassing her with loud music videos.
2: How many beanbags do they have?
1: All the beanbags. Oh, there has to be at least three
2: different colors and different sizes. Well, they
0: found them in a dumpster or something. Judging by where they found the you know, a dead fish.
2: Oh wait, no. <laughs> Last season, didn't we see Bulkhead in a big beanbag? I think. Oh yeah, maybe they're popular on Cybertron. Maybe, yeah. or at least they're, they're they're easy enough to get. Just get some burlap sacks and tie together. Yeah. Why why would Bulkhead need a beanbag? He has built-in chairs. Oh, right. He's only (laughs) used that
0: twice, I think. I mean, it's kind of like sitting, like, on your own legs, so probably let those parts of him fall asleep after a little while.
1: Yeah, Mm. I think so.
0: I'm not sure how that works, really, but, I mean, I'm not sure how a lot of these robot things work, so it's possible. (laughs)
1: Who
2: knows? Yeah, especially since you shouldn't have, you sh- your legs should convert into the chair. Your s- lower half should just like, settle itself. Huh.
0: <sighs> anyway, so we, we're, we're back aboard the Elite Guard ship. Uh, Sentinel and Optimus tell Ultramagnus kind of what happened. Uh, and Ultramagnus has heard from somebody that, uh, hey, uh, Sentinel, were you decapitated? <laughs> But Prime, as always, is a good guy and totally covers for him. Yes. So, you know, we we worked together to fix this. Sentinel used himself as bait. He was very brave. And everything's okay.
1: Even when someone doesn't deserve it, Prime's going to be the good guy here.
0: Yes. So Sentinel kind of gets gets a very grudging thank you to him. It physically pains him to offer the thank you and it is so <laughs> it's And pretty they great. they they shake their hands and I think they kinda make up I think they're they're actually less antagonistic towards each other after this happens. For a while ago. Yeah.
2: But he's it, he's been very antagonistic the last two episodes.
0: Oh yes. I mean I kind of like the I like Sentinel Prime as a guy, you know, he is heroic and a good guy, but he's also a total dick.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: And I don't like that they, in sort of later seasons, they make him kind of more of a dick and less heroic.
2: Mm, yeah. One of those is a flashback.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, and that is where we end. And uh, that is actually the last we see of uh Tudorbot and Sparkplug. <gasps> what? what? No. They're
1: stupid, destroyed. Terrible. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, uh, according to the AllSpark Almanacs, they were both fixed by Ratchet. Okay, good. Oh, good. <laughs> so good job, AllSpark Almanacs. Yes. Hmm. You do not have to worry that Optimus Prime killed uh, your robot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that is the episode. I uh, I enjoy this one a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, still,
0: I still find the Headmaster a little tiresome, but uh, it helps that we're supposed to hate him.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And really it is this a stereotype episode...
0: that has become more grating over time. Yes.
1: Yes. And really this episode really focuses more on Sentinel and Optimus rather than focusing on Headmaster like the first Headmaster episode did.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's mostly there to humiliate Sentinel Prime.
1: Yes. <laughs> Which is an admirable <laughs> an admirable goal. Yes.
0: So, until next time, when uh, we'll be covering Mission Accomplished, there's there's your good episode title.
1: Yay! <laughs> it's a
0: pretty political for a kid's cartoon at that point. Yeah. This is when we were still in the Bush administration. Yeah. It's 2008. So yeah, until then, we are all over the internet. We are on Tumblr, we are on Twitter, and we are on Facebook.
1: And we are hosted on IaconUnderground.net, uh, where we have the Patreon set up at patreon.com slash iconunderground. Uh, we will, uh, possibly by the time of this airing, we will have a, uh, special, another special Patreon exclusive episode up for Transformers The Last Night. And that's gonna be pretty exciting.
0: That's we to be talking about Mocky Mock. Mark.
1: Yeah! Never forget. Those Decepticons
0: are going to blow up Fenway. got to go over there.
1: (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, uh, head over there and help us out with our hosting costs and equipment upgrades and all that fun stuff. And, yeah, thanks.
0: And, of course, you can find us wherever finer podcasts are found on both iTunes and Google Play. Wherever you get us, please rate and review us. It helps the show out a lot. And if you want to let us know what you feel then please write into the max mailbag at stasispodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, when fool me once, uh, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on, fool me, I won't get fooled again. <laughs> I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex.
2: The Japanese dub cut out Optimus laughing at Sentinel's dis- detached head. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, I'm David.
0: Sign off now. I've got a Transformers movie to go see.
2: Have Yay. fun. Look forward to F- talking F- to you.
0: F- yes, uh, F- and whenever uh, I can even do it during the week because I'm not sure about the weekend because yeah, it's a holiday she... up here.
1: Well, I can well, tell yeah, you yeah. now that I am Before going to be packing up a truck on Tuesday and that I have raid night. Uh, and
2: okay, so <laughs> tomorrow maybe? Yeah, let's do it tomorrow. So we're all I can... relatively fresh. All right, I could do it tomorrow. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll try to have enough things packed up to be okay doing things tomorrow. All right. And then, I don't know.
0: All right, well, good luck with the move, and we will talk tomorrow.
1: Thanks.
2: Yay. Yeah, if we have to miss a week because of the move, yeah. that'll be fun. We have not missed a week yet. Ooh. Of this, think. at least. No, not van made it. No, the, the news thingy is less important to get out every week, especially since we don't always have news. But, yeah,
1: uh, I guess because it's not, you know. It,
2: you've it's gone hard. over a 100 episodes without missing it's one. Important. We can finally skip a week.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I am moving.
2: I don't know, but my neighbors had chickens until they just moved last week.
1: They have a neighbor with chickens. Yeah,
2: yeah. chickens.
1: Because they were they
2: got enough big enough pen, chickens are fine.
1: Because they were talking about how my dad saw, my dad just saw a fox out one day. And he sort of thought about whether he should maybe do something about that. And he's like, yeah, I'll leave it alone. And then, like, a few minutes later, he heard the neighbor's chickens making a racket. And he was like, oh, maybe right. <laughs> maybe right. I should have done yeah, something.
2: <laughs> yeah, a, a fox killed at least one of the neighbor's chickens before they left. Aww. Of course, they also had the chickens in a fence, but that only worked for a few months. Yeah, Like, the last two months, the chickens have just been out. And they had a chunk of the fence open and they didn't give a shit. So I'm glad the chickens are gone now because uh the pen was also near the mailbox. There was a lot of flies recently.
1: Yeah, you gotta yeah. be careful with all that. I mean, how many chickens did they have?
2: Um, ten or so. Well, they had eight or ten chickens,
1: mm-hmm.
2: a few guinea hens, two big turkeys, ah. maybe some other shit. So it was like Lots of things, and any small pins.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking. I'm thinking maybe like five or six max.
2: Yeah, start reasonable <sighs> and get a goat. Oh, I've always wanted a goat. <laughs> maybe I'll still get a goat.